Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What do you call an ad for fireworks? A spark plug. If you just read the bio to Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. From the world-famous Cardiff Electric Network Studios, it's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred. The weirdo alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, or if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 Who Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or DRScottWM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on the show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncture, uh, <laughs> acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. My tongue got in front of my mouth there, Dr. Scott. Well, are you good? Well... You surely are again. Okay, uh, don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. It's that time of the year again. You're going to be buying your holiday gifts. And uh, the best way to do that is to go to stuff.drsteve.com. And uh, you can click through to Amazon or you can scroll down and find out all the things that we've been talking about on this show. The other thing is stocking stuffers or, um, uh, you know, night six. Hanukkah gifts would be tweakedaudio.com. Offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, for 33% off. The best earbuds for the price and the best um, 
customer service anywhere, Tweaked Audio, T-W-E-A-K-E-D, audio.com, offer code FLUID. Don't forget Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. And then uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. We're doing a brand new show. Uh, it's just mostly Tacy and me because people were clamoring for Tacy to come back. So it's Weird Medicine, the special edition. And we have a show about once every 10 days. And then I'm throwing up some stuff that you can't get anymore. Um, and and hopefully you won't throw up when you hear it if you catch my drift. But we just had uh, Big Joe's Big Show, uh, which is no longer available on the Internet. And uh, we had our 100th anniversary, which really was one of the first shows you were on, right? Yep. Because you were one of the contestants for the hand of the lovely Big Joe. Yep, and I lost. You surely did. You lost to Magic Mike. Oh, yes, God, spoilers, everybody. Spoilers. Yes, yes, yes. That's that was show. funny as shit, though. I played that the other day for my sons. They're 16 and 18, and nothing gets through to them. You know, they're just too yep. cool for the room, and oh, they yeah. were just hee-hawing. So that's a good one. So number 100, it's called Prepare to be Disappointed. You can just skip forward to the <laughs> to the Big Joe stuff. It's at the end of the show. And, uh, yeah, it was Big Joe dating game. And then if you listen to Big Joe's Big Show, it has uh, Are You Smarter Than an Eighth Grader, <laughs> where, <laughs> where Big Joe did some mod application. And uh, she's hilarious because it's like, one of the questions was, what's eight times eight? And she looked at me like I'm just stupid. <laughs> well, now, Steve, everybody knows how to do that. I'm good at multiplying. Well, first off, okay, learn to say it. And uh, then she said, everybody knows eight times eight, 16. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so there uh, you go. We do now. We do now. That's right. Jeez. So anyway, check that out, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. We're having some fun over there, putting some things up you can't get anywhere else. And don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. Simplyherbals.net. You got anything new on there? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Working on it. Are you really? No. No, you're lying. I'm lying. <laughs> okay. And uh, listen, so uh, we've got a couple of stories. We've got a bunch of phone calls to do. We will do those. I just, <laughs> this is the stupidest fucking thing. You know, I'm a little bit of a rascal and um, I've, have been very naughty and i've been calling this show called the creep off now i've been on the creep off and this is sort of my mo as i'll go on these shows and then i'll start effing with them so i did that with uh, dc on screen my buddies uh, jason and uh, david c robertson jason goss and david c robertson who have the you know dc sort of nerd uh show about uh Superman and Batman and all the DC properties, the movies. But I get all my news from them on this stuff. And, of course, I was on their show, so then I immediately have to start, you know, prank calling them. And then, uh, you know, we used to be on Wood, Wood Floor Liquor show, BPS Radio, called The Radio Freaks. And then, of course, I had to crap on him. I've told that story a million times. And then I was on the creep off, and then I had to start messing with them, too. But these these people... Just like Jason and David and Brian, I consider them friends, so it's not like I'm being malicious, but I can't help myself, apparently. So uh, they have this guy named Tucker Dixon that calls in. Seems like a very nice, 
fellow. He's very clever, and he does the um, uh, uh, recap. So if you have never listened to The Creep Off, it is a true crime podcast, but it is a comedy <laughs> true crime podcast. And they tell these stories about the most horrible people out there. And then you, the audience gets to vote on who had the worst one. And if, if you lose five times, then you have to spin the wheel of consequences. And they're horrible things that they have to do. Like uh, once Carl had to watch the whole show Cuties on Netflix and report back on it. Mm. And now Vinny's got one where, that he lost, and he's going to have to do a polar dive into Lake Erie in the middle of February. Mm. So there are consequences to this stuff. Well, anyway, that's kind of what their show is, a comedy true crime podcast. But they also take voicemails and uh, see if you recognize this voice. Last one. Oh, and remember the guy's... Actual name is Tucker Dixon, who does the recap. From me. Well, I'm entertaining, I'll tell you that. But that, i tell you what, that old um, Tucker Carlson feller, he, he ain't too entertaining. <laughs> I don't like him. But I do, I tell you what, I do like that old... Dick Mastican, Mastican. Okay, he's trying to say Dick Masterson. <laughs> Whatever. That Dick Feller, he, he's wild. He's wild, I'll tell you. He's wild Feller. All right, well, I hope you have me again. Thank you, Ma. Okay, so I have a feeling I know who that was. Yeah, who was that? And that person should be attending to patients right now <laughs> instead of leaving us ridiculous oh, voicemail. Oops, busted. Voicemails <laughs> like that. I'm... What's wrong with that guy? Come on. Uh, I also would you, wanted- how would you like to how would you like to be in that hospital right now and you're just listening to the creep off and you realize <laughs> I recognize that voice. Well, he also is very proud of a uh, Google review he left that has five thousand views. Well, this is true. I did a Google review of the uh, venue that they did the um, who are these podcasts live. Mm-hmm. And I said I went there to see Vinny Paulino's uh, stand-up, and that I really enjoyed him yelling, Carl sucks, Carl sucks, over and over again. <laughs> and and, and Google sent it to me and says, your review is catching a lot of people's notice. So I sent that to him. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Which he said he was there to see Vinny's stand-up. Yeah, it was at the place where you guys had the uh, WATP show, right? I don't think so. I didn't recognize the name of the place. It's not even the same place. He's just leaving reviews. I think he's just leaving random reviews. I don't know why he's so bored. He's is there, speaking of, of boards, is there one I can report him to? <laughs> yes. I believe there is. Although Tennessee is a little bit looser about <sighs> medical care, I suppose. If Dr. Steve was here right now, I'd give him a big old hug. <laughs> I love that guy. He's a mess. I love you, Dr. Steve. I love you, too. Uh, are you ready for a scum braid? Okay, anyway, so, uh, yeah, check out my buddies um, Carl and uh, Vinny on The Creep Off, anywhere that you find podcasts. It really is fun. It's got a lot of audience participation, and uh, <clears throat> sometimes people will vote politically. Like, if they really just want Carl to do something horrible, they'll just vote for Vinny for no reason. Oh, so yeah. it's not always on the merit of the case. It's pretty funny. So, um, anyway, uh, there you go. So, that's your old pal being naughty. And I, I thought I could keep that up a little bit longer because they played one or two of those and didn't realize who it was. But then <laughs> Vinny's a pretty smart guy. So, anyway, all so, right, what do you got? So, uh, a couple things. 
Actually, we uh, we um, saw an interesting one here on the uh, the, the news the other day. But, but um, <clears throat> evidently, this lady reported to the emergency department with some garlic stuck in her ear. In her in her rear. In her ear. Oh, in yeah. her ear. Actually, into her ear. So um, she comes in. She's she's got a, a complaint of ear pain, but but no fever, no chills, no nothing. Yeah. And um, so of course the the ER doc says, okay, well let's look in there. And he said he he saw this this thing. He didn't recognize it because it was um, um garlic in her right, ear. garlic. But it had and he's <laughs> been like, in there long enough to be kind of. Yeah, yucky looking with. And he's with like, "What did wax. you do?" And she's like, "What?" And he has, "What do you do?" And she says, "What?" Huh? And he says, "You've got garlic in her ear." And she takes it out and says, "I can't hear you. I've got garlic in can't my ear." <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! Okay, it wasn't even a joke. That yeah. was something I saw on Bozo the Clown, literally when I was six years old, and I still remember it. But it wasn't garlic; it was a cherry in 1938. Yeah, some, <laughs> it would have been 19, oh God, 1961. WGN, Bozo the Clown. I believe Bob Bell was Bozo the Clown back then. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, that is something that I'm 100% sure nobody else knows. No, unless they lived in Chicago. That's true. And if you lived in Chicago, yeah, that was my brother and I that used to hit the air horn behind Jack Brickhouse at the club Cubs games. Oh, was that you? Because it, back then they had their their broadcast booth was just wide, wide open. open yep. It was wide open, and you could get right behind them and, whoong, and yep. Jack Brickhouse would turn around and go, "What are you damn kids?" Oh, how funny! <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, it was a long that's time cool. ago. Well, Wrigley Field was awesome, but anyway, go ahead. Well, as you'll say, I love Wrigley Field. It's it's one of my favorite. Yeah, places it's still a great time. place. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So interestingly, so the, the the gal was having an earache, so she thought since it was a uh, known in medicine as a cure all, well, she would just crush them up and stick it in her ear. I, I, so the, so the, like garlic. Garlic. So, so the, it's, it, in, in, in the Indian, um, the garlic is, is a, it's a Sanskrit word called mahuts, mahutsud, ma, mahutsud. Spell it. M-A-H-O-U-S-H-U-D-H. Mahutsa. And um, so oh, it, it which right. which translates to cure all. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's translated as a cure all. So she understood Hindi. Yes. And knew the garlic word for it's Hindi was cure all. So she decided to put it in her ear. Crammed it in her ear. Yeah, I don't think it turned out so well. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, we used to have a place down from us. <clears throat> I don't want to say their name, but it was like one of these whole food pharmacy type places. Mm-hmm. And they said that walnuts were good for your memory because a walnut looks like a brain. Yes, I've heard that. And then they said carrots are good for your eyes because when you cut it at an angle, it looks like an eye. It looks like an eye, right. And beans were, I guess, good for your kidneys. kidneys. Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and asparagus, good for erectile dysfunction, I would guess. So they, <laughs> oh, there oh, well, there's another one for you. Or bananas. That's what we call country humor there. So uh, I found gar- the Hindi word for garlic. And Lahasun. Lahasun. Okay. Lahasun. Lahasun. I'm not saying it right. Lahasun. Lahasun. Okay, there you go. There you go. So is that how it was spelled for you, L-A-H-A-S-U-N? Not even close. No. Interesting. No, no, this is Sanskrit. Oh, Sanskrit. Oh. Yeah, you know. yeah I don't have. That's so how, that is interesting that it was that close, though. It is very close, yeah. But it, it actually is very close. <clears throat> Pretty close. Pretty Let's close. Let's see what it is in uh, 
in Punjabi. Oh, they can't pronounce it, but it's like lasagna. It's L-A-S-A-N with a little squiggly after it. So it's pretty close. Um, yeah, what the hell? We're doing uh, languages of the world, and here's the <laughs> weird word of the day. It's garlic. Ustoroi. Ustoroi. Do you oh, know what you language that is? That this is, is the worst bit Polish. Ever. That's close. Not even close. It's Romanian. Yeah. Let's that hear. is close. No, then. it's not because Romanian is a Romance language. Polish is a uh, Indo-European language. Oh, but let's see. Um, who's cutting hairs here? Well, this is a big difference. <laughs> let's see what it is. It's in European. Po- let's see what it is in Polish. Okay. <laughs> At least I didn't say it was Spanish. Yeah, true. Here it is in ro- in uh, Polish. Chosnek. Chosnek. Well, well, that was close. Yeah, it's exactly the same. How about Welsh? Oh, here you go. Coxic. Coxic. <laughs> what? Okay, this is not a good uh, Welsh translator. Coxic. <laughs> no. No, it's not good. It's terrible. terrible. All right. Anyway, moving on from that, that's terrible. At least we recognize when a bit is not good. And I mean, I just came up with it on the fly anyway. See, that's how I do it. Right, Patrick Michael? All right. Um, let's see here. He shit on me the other day on his show. <clears throat> um, but... Uh, Probably don't need to say any more about that, but just because, uh, just why. Anyway, somebody called me about uh, mRNA vaccines in pregnant persons. And what they said was that they had heard that 89% of women who had an mRNA COVID vaccine had miscarriages. So I went and looked up the article. This is the original article from the New England Journal of Medicine, which is not a shite journal <clears throat> and it, uh, it so this is the just the, we'll just go through the abstract because I'm not going to go through all the data tables and stuff but just many pregnant persons in the United States receiving messenger RNA coronas, uh, coronavirus disease called COVID-19 uh, vaccines but data are limited on their safety in pregnancy so yeah we need to know is it safe and uh, so they looked at a bunch of stuff they did um they used data from VSAFE, uh, the the VSAFE Pregnancy Registry, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, and uh, they just used that, mined that data to characterize the initial safety of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in pregnant persons. Now, this <clears throat> is not a great way to do uh, science because, you know, anybody can report anything to the VAERS system. It's supposed to uh, be a screening test. It's supposed to put up red flags, and then you do an actual study to determine whether the, it, you know, whether there's something there that you need to pay attention to. And in this case, uh, they're not using th- that second thing. They're using the first thing. So this is really just more of a screening test th- than anything else. And so what they found was... There were uh, 35,000 V-safe participants aged 16 to 54 years of age identified as pregnant. A 54-year-old pregnant woman, she was probably pretty pissed or very thankful, one or the other. That's not going to be one of those, oh, well, I'm pregnant kind of situations if you're 54 and pregnant. And uh, the number one cause of adverse reaction was injection site pain more frequently among pregnant persons than among non-pregnant women. And headache, muscle aches, chills, and fever were reported less frequently in pregnant women than in non-pregnant women. And then uh, among about 4,000 people enrolled in the V-Safe Pregnancy Registry, 
827 had a completed pregnancy. Um, there were 13.9% were pregnancy losses. 86% were live births, mostly among participants vaccinated in the third trimester. Adverse neonatal outcomes included preterm birth in 9.4% and small size for gestational age. In other words, their low birth weight in 3.2%. No neonatal deaths were reported. And the calculated proportions of adverse pregnancy and neonatal outcomes in persons vaccinated who had a completed pregnancy were similar to incidences reported in studies involving pregnant women that were conducted before the COVID-19 pandemic. In other words, there were, <clears throat> it's difficult to compare the two cohorts, but uh, they could not detect a statistically significant difference between women that got it and women that didn't. Gotcha. Now, uh, it says here among 221 pregnancy-related adverse events reported to the uh, VAERS, VAERS, the most frequently reported was spontaneous abortion, in other words, a miscarriage. That was 46, uh, 46 cases. Now, what they didn't do in this was um, compare that to the um, normal, and I don't have a denominator either, so it's very difficult to see. So let me go down to the discussion and see if they said anything, um, whether there was uh, something. But it was nowhere near 80, 89%. Um, so let's see here. Yeah, I can't. We can't compare that. So <clears throat> what they're um, – remember, these things are screening tools. This is not the kind of science that we would want to do to know conclusively how safe these vaccines are in pregnant persons. Mm -hmm. But what this does is it shoots they shoots up they shoot up red flags where they're the canary in the coal mine. Okay. <clears throat> so if all of a sudden you get a whole bunch of reports to the VARES that this one thing is happening, then they'll look at that more closely and see if it's if they can pin it to the vaccine. And one of the ways that you would do that is by doing a you know a placebo controlled study, and you would have to. That would be a tough one to get through, and uh, you know an investigational yes, review board. Yes. But if you're really pushing it hard on pregnant people, because pregnant women are more at risk of having adverse events from the virus, right? Then you probably uh, you know there's a compelling reason to at least do the study. Mm -hmm. But what they're saying is early data. Remember, this is early data from VSafe. V-Safe Pregnancy Registry and the VARES do not indicate any obvious safety signals with response, um, sorry, with respect to pregnancy or neonatal outcomes associated with COVID-19 vaccination uh, in the third trimester of pregnancy. So continued monitoring is needed to further assess maternal pregnancy, neonatal, in other words, the newborn baby, childhood outcomes associated with maternal COVID-19 vaccination, including earlier stages of pregnancy, and during the preconception period. So in other words, <clears throat> people who are in uh, first or second trimester or got it right before they got pregnant. Okay. You know. um, so anyway, it says, meanwhile, the present data can help inform decision-making about vaccination by pregnant persons and their health care providers. So it helps a little bit. They're not seeing anything drastic okay. or crazy. Good. So there you go. And so if anybody tells you, oh, no, they've proven conclusively that this thing is causing this or that in pregnancy, really, this is about the most up-to-date article I could get. This was from June 17, 2021. And uh, so we're not really, we don't have anything conclusive. 
what we have is the suggest a strong suggestion that it's um, that it's relatively safe. But you have to make that decision for yourself. I can't make that decision for you, particularly in a situation where we don't have full information right. because we're still in the early days of this, which sounds yeah. crazy because we, it seems like we've been seems living like we've this forever. forever. <laughs> but when it comes to the science, the science is still early days. Right. right. So, well, the good news is they didn't see any immediate red flags. That's right. So that's the, at least we got that going for us. Yep. 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 And it's they say in the editorial, it's notable that more than 100,000 pregnant women reported having a COVID-19 vaccination, only a small fraction were in enrolled in this pregnancy registry to see if there if there are anything so if you're pregnant you want to enroll in that that would help the science it'd be cool yeah talk to your uh, OBGYN about getting uh, hooked up in that all right anyway so that's it what do you got well are you are you ready for the the um now my allergies are just killing me are today. you ready for the penis talk yeah, yeah always <laughs> always ready for penis talk so I guess it's it's we we saw a report as National Penis Day. Excellent. Which is always a good thing. Now, yes, it is in November. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, yes, it is in New Zealand. And yes, it was September 4th. But. Okay. So that's their spring. Well, but that, yeah, it was. Who cares? Yeah. Every day should be Penis Day. So National Penis Day. Yep. It's in New Zealand. Yeah, it was so what were they celebrating? I mean, what are they? <laughs> well, it was kind of a sketchy looking article, but but I guess they um, like to get naked and stand in formation um, and uh, form a giant penis. And that's how they. Well, it says here, research has proven that New Zealanders have bigger penises than Australians. I guess that's a bone of contention between the two. I think that's probably why they did So, yeah, I'm sorry, Dr. Steve, go ahead. No, it's okay. I'm just reading from some uh, news, uh, Kiwi newspaper. It says, Australia may beat us in a lot of things. Cricket, football, league, netball, whatever that is, weather, amusement parks, to name a few. But there's one thing they can't beat us on. Ooh, oh, I get it. I get it. Um, and and that we think this one will hurt them the most. A study conducted by Mandatory, whatever that is, went into went to the trouble to find out which country has the biggest and smallest dicks in the world. And the news ain't great for our brothers across the Tasman. <laughs> the average erect penis size for New Zealand males is five point five inches, which is around what we determined was the the average of the world, right? Yes. Oh, it says the global average. Was it for Australians? We hear you ask. Five point two inches. Oh. <laughs> uh, sure, it's not even one centimeter difference, but in this game, you take what you can get. <laughs> so let's see who has the biggest penises in the That's world. Hilarious. Okay, it's green on this map. Oh goodness, it's mostly South America. Bolivia, six point five inches. Well, I would be right at home in Bolivia, actually. I would. Okay. The, <laughs> wow. Okay. Ecuador, 6.9 inches. Inches, not centimeters, Dr. No, no, no. Inches. Yeah, okay. that's, where, I, that's uh, where I'm right at. <laughs> I'm right at Ecuador, so I do okay on that one. Uh, Venezuela, 6.7 inches. Hungary, 6.5. Now, when it comes to um, average... Then uh, the United States is 5.1 inches. What? United Kingdom, 5.5. Those damn Brits beat us again. Russia, 5.2 inches. But they're using old Soviet, you know, rulers and stuff, so they're just wrong. 
Uh, I'm sure that the Russian penis is massive and meaty. And then the ones that are really small, I'm not even going to—it would just seem— like, I, like I'm punching down. Yeah, so, yes, yes. But you can look at it. Uh, just Google uh, penis size around the world. Um, yeah, Puerto Rico, 6.3 inches. So ladies or, you know, guys who are so, who are so inclined, um, head to South America. Wow. The whole continent of South America is above average. Huh. Even Argentina is 5.8 inches. Huh. And then Chile, let's see, they're 5.7 inches. Yeah, the whole continent. That's it. That's very interesting, isn't it? That's intriguing. Why would that be? Oh, well, good for them. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy those maybe, big, maybe, meaty penises. Yeah, maybe it's their relative proximity to the equator. You think that's what it is? <laughs> oh, that the centrifugal force exactly, is pushing exactly. their penises out? <laughs> that, that would be my guess. The gravitational forces. I tried. Uh, this was really stupid. I probably shouldn't admit to this. But, um, you know, your iPad or your iPhone has a measuring app on it. Oh. No, you didn't. I did. Oh, no. But then when it came out 9.8 inches, I was like, wait a minute. This thing doesn't work. <laughs> I wanted to take a screenshot of it, but then you know well, who are you going to show it? Yeah, to? and then if you got if if you've got to re- reproduce the um, the um, results, you're going to have an issue. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, any double blind yeah. study, you're going to have to have a little trouble with that. All right. Well, you want to talk about penis health, or you want to go yeah, into penis some questions? Yeah, I like penis health. Penis yeah, health so, is good. Yeah, just a couple things about about good penis health. Um, what affects what affects some things? Uh, what affects your penis health? A couple things. Oh, uh, wow! That is very interesting. Please tell me more. <laughs> well, number one, being able to urinate comfortably, mm. which is pretty important. Your ability to. to, <laughs> to what does to, that even mean? Well, you know, for those of us who have big old swollen prostates, oh, if, if you're unable to, to to avoid. So your, is that, this is a marker of. Of right, penis poor health. penis health. Correct. But that's, that's really correct. prostate health, isn't it? Well, but you know, if your penis isn't working, yeah, extremely well, then then you look dig a little, dig, dig a little deeper in a well, yeah. you know, because it's it's not usually just because your penis is not working; it's usually because something else is affecting the function of your penis. Yeah, yeah. If, if that makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah, because you know, you think about it. I mean, unless you have some some trauma to the to the organ or the tissue or something that's, you know, maybe your hormones and maybe diabetes and maybe smoking, yeah. something else affecting your, yeah. your penis health. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Uh, that's kind of where I was. What if I, you say penis health one more time. You, are you going to give me a bill? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right. So ability to get and maintain an erection. Okay. So this is a marker of penis health. Yep. Yep. I'm going to do that um, shockwave therapy. Yeah. Thing is, the only Your person, friends are the ones that are administering it. It'd yeah, be, right. Be That's the problem is the, <laughs> the, the only person <laughs> that I know of that I could convince to buy the machine is Chanda. And I'm yeah. not ha- – ma- well, you know, actually, maybe I'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a bad thing. I got to talk to her about that. I'm going to try that because I know people who have done it that have gotten really good results. But nobody in this town has one of those. And see, if I get her to buy it – uh, the machine, and then we do it to people over at the office. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it for free, so I'll be well, there there just shocking the hell out of my penis. Yeah, I, th- I could see you doing that and enjoying it. Yeah, um, hormone levels can affect penis health. Yeah, yeah, low testosterone, of course. Um, age, age is certainly something that can affect your overall 
um, penis health, and mostly because just as you age, gravity takes over. Yeah, laxity in certain connective tissues and certainly um, hormones tend to um, go down a little bit, and certainly medications. Okay, let's give give us a few medications such as now when we're talking about penis health. Well, this is a male-oriented article because. Really, for your penis to be healthy, it needs to transmit fluids from inside your body to outside your body. True. And what these people are talking about is is erectile health. Okay. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah, I, I mean, could, right yeah. now they are. Yeah, I could see that. So that's that's a male sort of oriented uh, definition of health is can I get it up and jam it in somebody? You know? <laughs> You know, now that you you pointed that out, you're right. This is way more not not towards the the um. Sometimes anything to do with the health. The health, no. So yeah, because I could be just all. Yeah. But as long as uh, as my, long as my you pee, you're okay, and I can get an erection, and I can you know. But even if you can't get an erection, it, as long as you can pee, okay, that's really the most well, that's important the, thing. No, 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 right. right yeah, right. but I'm much, talking from this perspective. Yeah, yeah as so far, far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you know, I used to the, one of the first times on, I was on Opie and Anthony, we were talking about. Uh, a guy who was brain dead, I mean, brain dead, on the ventilator, heart still beating and, and still on uh, mechanical respiration, but he was deceased. He had no brain function and no blood flow to his brain, but he still had blood flow to his penis and his wife wanted to get pregnant. And so she, uh, you know, jacked him off to completion hmm. and collected semen and then was going to, uh, you know, inseminate herself. And uh, it just goes to show that even brain dead, you know, guys can get an erection and, and uh, you know, complete the transaction. So not hmm. so surprising. Hmm. Anyway. All Very right. interesting. And the other one. I am too smart. I am too smart. <laughs> I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so. The la- the final. I was thing. expecting a little more from that story, but yeah. that's okay. Uh, well, we're not done I, yet. Well, I didn't tell it very well. We're not done yet. All the, right. the The final thing mm-hmm. we would mention would be um, <clears throat> hygiene. God, we're both just phlegmy as shit today. Yeah. This is the worst show. It is. Well, there's not a lot we can do as far it. as us just grunting and coughing and clearing Grunt our and throats and stuff. Go ahead. No, yeah, but real quick though, and, and then we'll wrap it up. But so hygiene <laughs> is important, of course. You wash your penis and grow on often to keep it clean. Mm. Poor hygiene. You're and here's the part you're going to love. Yeah, can cause a buildup of smegma. Smegma. Yay. Ding dong. Give yourself a bill. An oily, malodorous, irritating substance. Malodorous. Malodorous. And if the smegva builds up, here's another ten-cent word. It doesn't smell worse than raclette cheese does. No. No, nothing does. I would rather smell smegma than raclette cheese. Yeah. We we did that in our house one time. The friggin' place stunk for two weeks. Who did it? I did. Oh, you did? I mean, we did raclette here. Oh, okay, okay. So, by the way, if you want to enjoy raclette in your home mm-hmm. and you don't want, you want the same taste, but you don't want to deal with the smell, get Gruyere. Just a fun fact from your old Uncle Steve. Hmm. Gruyere tastes the same, hmm. does not smell the same. One gears. F- it's close enough. F- fabulous. Yeah. Um, All right. So if, 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 smeg, if the smegma builds up, can cause inflammation to the adjacent skin, mm. this is this can be uncom- uncomfortable 
and can cause Balantis. No. Balantis. No. Balantis. 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 Keep going. Try it again. Try it again. Balantis. Balantis. A condition where the head of the penis becomes red and inflamed. Try it again. You want to try one more time? Balonitis. <laughs> no, no. No. Balonitis. Blantness. Balonitis. No, it's not balonitis. It is. No, it no. It absolutely is balonitis. <laughs> That's hilarious. Balonitis. Balonitis. It just sounds I'm going to submit that to uh, WATP for cringe of the week. <laughs> Balonitis. Hol- it sounds a better. Professional. Hey, if you say it like with a with a with an accent, it sounds yeah. better. Balonitis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have balonitis. You have balonitis, my friend. <laughs> I suggest you keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, really. I hope you have up penis all of your life. <laughs> all right. That's about all the healthy penis dog I got. Really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well. I mean, I can make some shit. Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> can you tell I got a new soundboard? I'm yes, using it I mean, it's just okay. <clears throat> fucking great. <You> ready? <laughs> Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, are you ready? Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Let's see what we got here. Uh-oh. Well. Doing well. Scroll it! I missed Oh, sorry. Let's try that over again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm an idiot. Hey, Dr. Steve. I hope you're doing well. Was that... Okay, that's Tracy from Louisiana, but was that a clown horn? It sounded like a clown horn. Hang on. Listen to this at the beginning. Wait, no, I didn't get it all. I didn't get it all. Here we go. Hey, Dr. Steve. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Horn. Skull it! I miss Tasty. Hey, I got a hey, question Tracy. for you. Two-part question. Yeah. I had to go have a physical the other day. Okay. And other than the nurse practitioner being really, really cute, she wanted to check me for a hernia. Okay. So two-part question. Well, what you do is you just give her a hundred bucks That's and have saying. her say that she did it. Yeah, and you're fine. Give her a hundred bucks. <laughs> of course, hey, for, hey, for First that. First of all. Okay, if you haven't listened, go I'll back. Say, hey, for that, it probably costs more than 100 bucks. I'm thinking more like 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. 
other than her looking down and just looking down saying, oh, poor little thing. When she reached down to check me for her hernia, this time she reached on top of, beside my penis and set up under my ball bag and yeah. everything and had me cough. Because that's the first time I've ever been checked up top. And second part of the question is, can you get hernias other places than other around your groin? Cause that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good question. Right. Yeah, hang on. He was going to say something. Someplace I've ever been checked. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So what they're checking for is an inguinal hernia, the fact that there's a name for it, you know, an adjective in front of it tells you that there are other places that you can have a hernia. All hernia really means is that something is passed through into a, a part of the body where it's not supposed to be. Right. So we may look for the exact medical definition, but <clears throat> anytime. So when you have a diaphragmatic or hiatal hernia, what's happening is the stomach is passing through the hole in the diaphragm where the esophagus is supposed to go and is now blooping up on above the diaphragm. So it's not supposed to be there. Right. So now that's called a hernia. Yep. In an inguinal hernia, you can have a direct hernia or an indirect hernia. So a direct hernia just bloops straight out, and that's where she was feeling. Right, right. Um, uh, straight out through the abdominal wall. And then an indirect hernia goes uh, through the rings where the vas deferens, uh, you know, comes from the testicle and passes up through the body. And there's two little rings there uh, of tissue. And when they open up, you can uh, pass abdominal contents through there yes. could be intestine could be sometimes it's yes. just abdominal fat and will pass through there and that'll end up in your scrotum yep. so the way that we test for a hernia is to invaginate the scrotal tissue so what you do is you have the person stand in front of you and they're relaxed and then you take your finger, put it at the bottom of the scrotum, and then sort of like you're inverting a glove, you, you stick your finger up, and so the, the scrotal tissue kind of wraps around your finger. And then you can trace the uh, vas deferens up into the body cavity, and sometimes you, you can feel that external ring. And you, you have them turn their head because you don't want them coughing on you. That's the only reason we have them turn their head. Because mm -hmm. otherwise they'll just cough in your face. Right. So you have them turn their head and then either bear down. But a lot of people don't know how to do that. But everybody knows how to cough. So when they cough, you'll feel the hernia bumping into your finger. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, you can feel, because it, your finger's so up far, you know, invaginated in that canal that you should be able to feel the direct hernia too right but uh you can feel it from the outside gotcha and you're just feeling in the groin when we say inguinal we mean groin yep, yep. and you'll see a, a lump or a mass there and when you bear down it'll get bigger and people say well it's not bothering me why do i need to do anything about it well because one of these days if it ever uh twists and can't what we call reduce in other words it won't go back up the the canal mm -hmm then that's a medical or a surgical emergency. Yes. And you can die from that. Yep. And uh, so it's always better to do this electively than to do it emergently because elective surgery has less complications than emergent surgeries do. Now, um, yeah, so there's all kinds of different hernias. Did you look up the actual medical definition of hernia? No, but I oh, can. Well, that's okay. That's my, yeah. I'm temporizing over here, <laughs> waiting for you to do that. Hang on. But I was, I was, I was hanging on your uh, <laughs> every word. Okay. No, I was just thinking of other type of hernias. You got intervertebral disc 
hernias. So between between yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can yeah, have a, you can herniated, get a herniated disc. disc. That's yeah, a which hernia. Doctor Steve should know a lot yeah, about. I know all about that from personal experience. That's where the disc between the vertebral bodies bloops out between them and ends up in a place it's not supposed to be. Here's the um, the dictionary definition: is a condition in which part of an organ is displaced and protrudes through the wall of a cavity containing it often involving the intestine at a weak point in the abdominal wall, but not always. So there you go. Okay. You can have... Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no. No, that's it. Uh, There was... When I was in medical school, my anatomy professor told us about a guy that they had, and he was extremely morbidly obese, and he had a big, giant stomach, and it had herniated into his scrotum. Mm -hmm. And, And not his... When I say his stomach, I mean literally his stomach. I'm not talking about his abdomen. Oh, the organ, the, the stomach. actual stomach. Oh, wow! And it had herniated into his scrotum, and every time he drank coffee, his nuts would get hot. That's for <laughs> real. I'm not kidding. It's a true story. <laughs> Bless his heart. I know, poor That'd little fellow. I know. <laughs> That's how he knew he had a problem. Lord. He was so big that he couldn't tell otherwise, but he went to the doctor and said, every time I drink coffee, my nuts get, like, boiling hot. Oh, my God. And they figured it out. How bizarre. Yep. All right. Let's see here. Have we played this? This episode of Weird Medicine is brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network, the most famous podcast network on the Internet today, home of some of the most famous podcasts on the Internet today. Like the Cardiff Electric Podcast, the Karloff, Whom Are These Podcasts, and coming soon, Strange Medicine, the most <laughs> famous uncensored medical show on the internet oh, today, my. and on Sirius XM, Faction 103, every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so there you go. There you go. So we're now on the Cardiff Electric uh, Podcast Network. There you go. I love that hey, guy. Dr. He's Steve. so weird. This is Rich from Delaware. How are you? Hey, man. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Doing good. good. Thanks good for man. asking. Yeah, you're welcome. Listen, I've been listening to your show since I first heard you back on ONA, you know, back in the New York days. I have a quick question for you about daily Cialis and its effect on uh, the heart and possible blood pressure. Okay. So my situation is I've been taking one a day for about seven years now. I started out getting it prescribed from a former urologist. Uh, eventually, I found out it was just as cheap to order. Um, them online myself from a website. Uh oh. You know, the original dose was 2.5 milligrams a day. Okay. The ones I order come in 10 milligrams, so I just break them up in two, and uh, I take them every other day. And I haven't seen any change in, in uh, how it impacts me sexually. Okay. So my concerns are this: I'm obese, and I'm sure the daily Cialis is needed because of my weight my weight issues. I mean, that's obvious. But currently, I'm five foot nine, 300 pounds. Wait, is it obvious though? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Not necessarily. Okay, let's see. I'm, I'm 41 years old. Uh, I'm able to have huge weight loss swings, but I always regain it every time mm. after uh, after the fact. I've lost close to 100 pounds on three occasions over oh, the last geez. seven years. Oof. My primary care prescribed me Ximia or Phentermine, and I can always get the weight off, but never stays off once I'm off the drug. Yeah, that's one of the problems with those drugs is when you uh, quit them, if you go back to your old way of eating, because uh, Phentermine, what he's talking about, is, just, is basically an appetite suppressant. Right. And it is a scheduled drug. It's a stimulant. And uh, when you go back to uh, eating the way that you did before, the weight comes back plus 10 or plus 20. And that's the problem with it. So when they came out with the fen-fen, that was fentermine and fenfluramine, the idea at that time was that you would stay on it for the rest of your life. Okay. Not unlike 
people who are now doing um, Suboxone or buprenorphine naloxone for the rest of their life. <clears throat> and the uh, the problem was with the FenFen, of course, that it, the, it caused problems with heart valves due to the this um, molecule called serotonin. doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but it, it caused problems, so they couldn't do it. They took the fenfluramine out of that mix, and they put people on fenturmine, and they tend to give it to people till they re- reach their target weight, and then they take them back off of it again. Okay. Well, if, you, if all you're doing is handing out pills, mm-hmm. then and you're not changing the behavior, mm-hmm. then you're just going to gain your weight back again. Mm-hmm. Plus some, you'll rebound. So what I highly recommend is people, if you're going to do things like that, like fenturmine, I don't have a problem with it, particularly if you're as heavy as this guy is, he needs some help, Sure, uh, is to uh, get on something. I'm, you know, I'm not pushing the Noom. I won't even give out my, my, you know, my link to the Noom thing. But Noom is a psychological program that helps you understand why you eat the way you do and why when you're lose 100 pounds and you gain 25 back that you just keep on going until you gain it all back again, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So, you know, when you start getting a 10% above that weight, you've got to intervene then or it's you know, you're never going to get anywhere. But anyway, so let's hear what the rest of this is. Oops, sorry. Cialis, since I ordered them online kind of around the system. Yep. Can Cialis possibly delay uh, diagnosis or hide an unknown heart condition by masking blood pressure problems? Well, I'll give you yeah. a quick synopsis on my recent medical history and readings. Uh, before and throughout all this, I've always had good pl- good blood pressure reading. Well, okay, I think we can just enter this, discuss this in general. Sildenafil, the active ingredient in Vi- Viagra, which was the first, um, you know, phosphodiesterase uh, five inhibitor, okay. was originally developed as a blood pressure medicine. We do use it for what we call pulmonary hypertension. This is high blood pressure between the heart and the lungs, which if it gets bad enough and the heart can't pump to the lungs because the resistance is so high, uh, it can be a a terminal illness. So uh, there are people out there that take 20 milligrams of Viagra three times a day for their pulmonary hypertension. It works really well. So um, the interesting thing is, is that they did a heart failure model in sheep. And when they gave them Cialis, this, which is Tadalafil, is, you know, kissing cousin of Sildenafil, um, at a dose similar to what's used to treat erectile dysfunction in people, they observed that Cialis restored the heart's ability to respond to adrenaline, and that improved its ability to pump blood, even though they had congestive heart failure. Well. Wow. So um, they, you know, this article says that you know because most heart failure medicines slow the progression of disease and lower the probability of cardiac events, m- almost none of them reverse the heart failure itself without surgery or medical devices. So they're looking at these drugs to see if the, maybe they could do something like that. So yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Thing is, who cares? You're on it. Yeah. So when you mask high blood pressure by taking a medication that decreases your blood pressure, that's the same as just decreasing your blood pressure. Yeah, Yeah, you're treating your blood pressure. Which is what you want to do. Which is what you want to do. So if your primary care wants to know what your baseline blood pressure is to see the effect, what they'll do is have you stop taking it for a week Mm -hmm. or maybe even two weeks and then come in and get your blood pressure checked. And if you're a big one, you got to use the right size blood pressure cuff so a regular like like if 
if I put a pediatric cuff on me, it will read high. Yeah. If you use a regular adult cuff on somebody whose arm is big enough, I don't know how big this guy's arms are, but big enough so that the Velcro doesn't meet, it'll read high. Mm -hmm. So if you have a too small of a cuff for your arm size, it will read high. Mm -hmm. So they a lot of times we'll use a thigh cuff on okay. people with big giant arms. Gotcha. But there are other ways to check your blood pressure too. But yeah, they need to do that. But yes, yes, masking is that's one term for it. When I take my low sartan and it brings my blood pressure down, am I masking my low blood pressure? No, I'm treating it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You just don't have diagnosed high right. blood pressure, but there's a way to do that. Right on. And that's to, to do a drug holiday and then get your physical exam done off of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, hang in there, brother. Hopefully he can. Yeah, man. Stay on a good, healthy path. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and continue with those big, meaty erections yes, with that daily love, Cialis. We love our Cialis. Oh, let me throw this out there. <clears throat> Make sure what you're getting from those online places yeah, is the real thing. I was thing. thinking the same thing, yeah. <laughs> because we, early on in this show, we had uh, people calling in, and they were ordering things like Alprazolam, which is the, the brand name is Xanax. Or Lorazepam, which the brand name is Ativan. And they would order it from this website that said it was from Canada. But when they got the package, the uh, the stamp was postmarked Seychelles. Okay. Which is an island off the coast of Africa. And I guess it is. Gosh, my geography sucks. Where in the hell is the Seychelles? I don't know. S-E-Y-S-H-E-L-L-E-S. -E -E Coming from the Manchu. <clears throat> saying ugly things about me saying no well I, I check on it though okay it's northeast of Madagascar so all right uh, yeah 994 miles east of Kenya so uh, it, it was postmarked the Seychelles and it didn't seem to work the same way and so they actually took them and had them analyzed and it was um, an antipsychotic it was Thorazine jeez Louise yeah so you got to be careful where you're getting it from, make sure that they're reputable. How do you do that? It's hard to do. I was going to ask you that, Dr. Steve. What? Let's just say someone's got a medication that's terribly expensive here, and they and they, they see the website that's in Canada or wherever, and they order it, and they get that medication sent here. Can you take it to your pharmacist and have them do an analyzation? Can you, can you take it to a local school or something? I don't know. Usually the pharmacist can't do that, but what you're looking for is um, a... Uh, a, not a sticker, an online sticker or a logo that says National Association of Boards of Pharmacies Verified Internet Pharmacy Practice Site Seal. Okay. And uh, the National Association of Board of Pharmacy is NABP, and the seal is called a VIPS seal. VIPS, okay. So let me see if I can look at one here, what a VIPS seal looks like. And then, of course, they don't give you a freaking picture of it. Mm -hmm. But uh, And then if it's a Canadian pharmacy, you could just call them. Just okay. pick up the phone and call them and make sure they're in Canada. Right on. And that where you're sending your prescription to is a real pharmacy. Right on. And, and then it's them. Okay. You know, and um, Canadian pharmacies operate by the same rules. You have to have prescriptions for things or they're not going to fill anything. There are some online pharmacies that uh, maybe are in countries that operate with different rules and they'll send you stuff without a prescription. Okay. And I've known people who have done that. Now, um, people say, well, what about these 
online Viagras and stuff like that. Well, it used to be. You remember when Opiate Anthony first started, there were these places that sell, oh, the little blue pill, but they would never call it Viagra. Right. And then when you looked at the ingredients, it was yohimbine and a horny goat weed and stuff. Which is not Viagra. It was not, <laughs> it was not Viagra, but they kind of led you to think that right. it was. Works just as good as the little blue pill or whatever. Well, then what happened was some pretty smart people figured out, hey, if we live in a state that allows telemedicine, and now all states do, right? we could uh, do most of this over the phone. Okay. <clears throat> Take a history, kind of do a half-assed physical. You can listen. Is someone alert and oriented? Or is their affect okay? Are they sound depressed? That kind of stuff. You can do some screening tools. Okay. And if that meets the criteria for an office visit in that state, well, heck, we can write a prescription and send it to you. Okay. And so that's where a lot of these places now, that's why you don't hear those those commercials for that fake stuff anymore. <clears throat> they can sell the real stuff now. Gotcha. That makes sense. So uh, Viagra, Cialis, those kinds of things can be done that way. The other tip that I'm going to give to people who are on Viagra and Cialis is go to your local compounding pharmacy. Mm -hmm. There still is no branded version of a sublingual, in other words, under-the-tongue lozenge for Viagra, Cialis, or Levitra. So they can compound. Right. Anything that's not on the market. They can't make you a pill because that's on the market. Right. That would violate the patent. But there's, but they can make the sublingual tablets. And a lot of times you can get it at a tenth of the price. Yes. Because they can buy pounds yes. of, uh, of uh, sildenafil powder. Mm. Okay? And yeah, make a trocar out of it. Yep. Sublingual, yep. yeah. A trocar? You mean a troche? <laughs> a trocar. Everybody go look up Trocar. I, I just Google it right now and see what Dr. Scott wants you to do. He wants you to do a Trocar, a trocar. Of, of, of Cialis, and then we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, so before we get out of here, don't forget about our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash weirdmedicine. And Dr. Scott, you and I, we need a new theme song for that. But I don't want to get rid of the Slaves theme song because, you know, he made that for us 15 years ago, 17 yep. years ago. He, we didn't even know each other then. Yep. I just knew him from Ron and Fez and just asked him, hey, would you do a theme song for us? And he did something so great. Yeah, it's, it's fabulous. Yeah. That stupid P.A. John and I were both like, well, hell, we got to do a real show now. Yeah. We it's can't incredible. just fuck around with this thing yeah. because we got to we have to bring our game up to this theme song. Seriously. No, we, it really no, did influence us that way. Yeah. And uh, Sherwin Sleeves, we talked about this, his real name, Sean Hurley. Uh, he writes with Steve Conrad. They've done that show, Patriot. Patriot. Oh my they do it in a couple other shows. And I, I'm absolutely convinced that the songs that the guy sang in Patriot were written by, had, by had, Sean. Had to be, yeah. By Sherwin Sleeves, because they sound like sleep songs. If you want something hilarious, uh, go see Sherwin Sleeves plays Minecraft. Yeah, so he, the old man... And he, he can't. He doesn't. Can't do anything. Well, what are these? What are these slimes? Are you my friend? And then they just kills him. It's hilarious. So uh, very good. He he's a brilliant, brilliant dude. I love him, and I don't love many men, but I do love uh, Sean Hurley. But anyway, uh, so I want to honor that. So I'm wondering if we could do like a Primus version. And when I say Primus version, I mean we're going to be out of tune sounding. 
Oh, no promise, yeah. You know, yeah, well, I know, thinking, but like, yeah. the, like their version of the South Park right. theme song. And I figure if we play it fast enough, it, it'll be terrible, and it'll sound like we're trying to do it on purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would like to do a version of his theme song, but we'll we'll do it. Okay, yeah, cool. I can make it sound terrible. I gotta have something different. I can make it sound. No, terrible. I want you to. I want <laughs> you to even trying. I, right. <laughs> I want you to make it sound as good as you can possibly okay, make it. Okay, it'll right. sound terrible enough. Anyway, all right. hey, thank you. Uh, no, so we'll try it. We'll work on it. That's cool. All right, thanks. Always go to Doctor Scott. He shows up every week. Fucking guy's great. Uh, give him a lot of shit, but he's awesome. Uh, we can't forget Rob Sprantz. Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Tepp, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Opcharsky, Chowdy 1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, the Saratoga skank, and the Florida floozy. Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, double. Uh, Steve Tucci, the great Rob Bartlett, Vicks Nether Fluids, Cardiff Electric, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, the inimitable Vincent Paolino, everybody, Eric Zaitunian, Burning and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and of course our dear departed friend, Fez Watley, who supported the show, never gone unappreciated, never went unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. And go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Scott. Thanks, old buddy. All right. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.